Today is April 3rd, 2019. Major League Talk starts now. What's up? Welcome to another edition of Major League Talk. I'm J.D. Johnstone. With me always is Austin. What's going on, Austin? Not much, J.D. All right. Um, first off, sorry for the lack of podcasts. You know, we both play high school baseball. There's been a lot of, you know, a lot of baseball practices, games, and whatnot. And uh, we just got back from spring break and stuff like that. So sorry about that. But, you know, we're back. We're going to be back with more articles, more podcasts. And uh, I'm really excited. But let's get right into it. Mike Trout, obviously... Uh, 12-year extension, $426.5 million. I mean, wow. I mean, talk about just locking up your guy, locking up your key franchise player. I like the move, but don't like the move, but I'll let you talk first. What do you think? I mean, it's definitely the best move they could have made because he's a -a once-in-a-generation player. He's far far and away the best player in the MLB right now. And I think that he deserves every penny they're giving him. So I think it was a good move for them. And hopefully they can try and build around him. Yeah, for sure. You just said that he deserves every penny. And I completely agree with you. And the best part about this, though, is that usually every single time that you see a guy get signed that's a big free agent, every time you either hear he was underpaid or he was overpaid. Yeah. I haven't heard one person say that he was either underpaid or overpaid. Mm -hmm. They're saying that, or he was underpaid. Uh, they're saying this guy's definitely worth this, and yeah. if not, he should have got maybe $450 million, yeah. I hear people say. like They say that he should have got even more, mm-hmm. which I kind of agree with, too, because, I mean, you just look at the numbers, the war, it's unbelievable. Um, yep. He's one of the few players that you can just not argue uh, with his numbers at all. Like Harper, when he got his big deal, like everyone was kind of wondering about his stats last year. He had a little bit of a dip, but Trout's biggest dip was he hit, what, 280? Like, that's not much of a dip. He's a very consistent player in all aspects of the game, and I think that he, this is a great investment for the Angels. Yeah, and for it to go to him, I mean, any other guy, I mean, just a guy that's a leader on the field, a leader really in Major League Baseball, you know, good for him. But like I said before, I like it and don't like it. Those are the reasons why I like it. I don't like it because I don't like what the Angels have been doing with him for the past six years. six years they've had him. They haven't built anything around him. They haven't done anything. Like, if they would have went out this year, I like the moves that they made with Harvey, but they're only one year. I like the moves that they made getting starting pitching, Trevor, Canahill, but they're all one-year deals. If they would have went out, Craig Kimbrell is still available. If they go out and sign him to a five-year deal to where they can lock him up for a little bit, Dallas Keuchel's still there, lock him up to a four-year deal or something like that, then I like the move. I say this all the time to my friends. Mike Trout is the best player in baseball, and in every other sport, you have LeBron. I mean, every other sport, the best player in that sport always is playing in the playoffs, if not maybe even making a ring. Mm-hmm. Mike Trout hasn't, has played one playoff game, a wild card. Out of his whole career, he's only played one game. You know, if they go out and they're trying to do something with him, I love it because he's a great guy here and he's a great, awesome teammate, but... If they're just going to waste the talent and we're never going to get to see him in the playoffs, I don't like the move. But for now, you know, it's whatever. I, you know, you got 12 years. I'm sure they'll make the playoffs. But um, 
Yeah, and they have Otani coming back, and once he's back, and he helps both their pitching and hitting core uh, tremendously. So uh, that's another piece that they're going to have. And it's like once everything starts coming together, and once everyone's healthy, then they're going to be a team to uh, compete the next few years. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, not old news. Harper is obviously a Philly, just like the Trout news, kind of old. Just updating you if you haven't heard it. Uh, Harper, 13 years, $330 million. Just to quick go over it, like the move, Phillies are doing great. I have them winning the uh, NL East. And, you know, I think big things are coming for them. They just locked up Aaron Nola. We're, we're going to talk about that in a second. But I really like the move. This is a perfect fit for me. Yeah, yeah. Phillies are really trying to compete this year and the next couple years. And uh, they have a really good core, really solid lineup. And I think that the moves that they made this offseason, like they definitely won the offseason. That's for sure. They won... They got Harper, they have McCutcheon, they have Hoskins. Like their their lineup's stacked. Their pitching staff is really good. Like they're gonna be a team to mess with for the next few years. Yeah, for sure. I I definitely see them even making maybe a championship run. I I wouldn't doubt in my mind at all with the type of players they have. Um but since we're talking about Harper and Trout, let's put a little comparison. Obviously everyone's gonna say I'd rather have Trout with the deal or what's not uh whatever. Let's say you have Trout, you have to pay Trout a little bit more money, and Harper has a little bit less years. Who would you rather have? Say, 13, say 13 goes to eight years, and Trout goes to an extra two years. Who would you rather have? Trout would be, Trout is 39 when this 12-year deal is over. If you add two years, obviously he'd be 49. So what do you think about that? I'd still pick Trout just because he's so consistent in every aspect of the game and Harper Harper's a really streaky hitter whereas Trout like he's just always consistently good he never really seems to be in a slump like that's the kind of player you want because that uh that kind of person in general just energizes the rest of your lineup so I, that's why I'd pick Trout yeah I totally agree with you I'd pick Trout too um you know I saw a crazy stat obviously last year it's still going on too uh Trout has reached base at least every two games. He hasn't gone more than two games without reaching base. That's crazy. This man has played seven years of baseball, yeah. and there hasn't been a, he hasn't played three straight games where he hasn't gotten on base. Like, that's either just getting a hit, getting a walk, hit by pitch, intentional walk, whatever. I mean, that's – I find that crazy. I obviously totally agree with you. Consistency, leader, uh, that's the type of guy you want in your clubhouse no matter what. Um, next thing. Miguel Andujar is out. This sucks yep. <laughs> for me because I'm a huge Yankee fan. It sucks. Giancarlo's out. Sevy's out. Hicks is out. Jacoby Ellsbury is just, pro is just probably dead because no one's seen him <laughs> in three years. Okay. Um, you know, this is just horror for the Yankees. This cannot get any worse. I mean, I've just been saying, can we just start the season over? Let's go back to the first day of spring training. Let's just not let Sevy throw. Let's not let the Batances throw. I mean, this is just horrible. I mean, this. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a huge key component that Andujar's out, but this sucks, and it definitely is going to make a. I think it'll make an impact, but not a huge one. What do you think? I think the Yankees are really deep in the lineup and their roster, but uh, and most like they said, Andujar has the potential for a season-ending surgery, but it's not come out yet. Same with Stanton. Uh, we don't know how long they're out, but they shouldn't most likely be out the rest of the year so it could they could i i still think that they're uh they're going to be a team to the team to beat in the al uh because just their bullpen like if they get one or two runs their bullpen's going to shut down whatever team so 
you know, it's going to be close, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, that's obviously their strength. The Yankees right now are not uh, – they're just going to give Andujar two weeks, and they're going to test him again, see whatever, and then make their decision there if he does need the surgery because he does have a torn labrum. You know, when I saw that, I saw it on uh, Brian uh, Hoach, I think his name is. He's the cover – he's the guy that covers the New York Yankees, um, an MLB writer, and he wrote Boone – uh, in quotation marks says, Andujar has a tear. I was waiting for Boone to write April Fools. <laughs> and I was really hoping it wasn't. I kept refreshing my Twitter like, where's that April Fools? And it just wasn't coming out. And then the Giancarlo thing was the same day. You know, I think you just got to get healthy because once the Yankees are back, I mean, if you have Sevi, then you have Tanaka, then you have Paxton, who actually was lights out. Even though they lost, I thought he did great mm-hmm. for his first yeah. day ever pitching in the Bronx. But anyway, I mean, once you have those three guys, you get a good you get a good thing out of Herman. CC gets back. I mean, you're talking about not obviously the best rotation in baseball, but definitely one of them because you have that bullpen right behind it if someone does bad. Um, and you'll get Patances back too just to add on to that bullpen, which is great. Um, so now extensions. There have been a lot of extensions, obviously. We have Jacob DeGrom, Kyle Hendricks, Verlander, Goldschmidt, Sale, Snell, Bregman, uh, Bogarts was yesterday. I mean, Miles Michaelis, Sonny Gray, Whit Merrifield, Aaron Nola were in the offseason. Nolan Arenado, obviously, probably the biggest one other than Mike Trout. Is this changing baseball right now? Um, it's definitely something that uh, people are starting to be more loyal to their team, which, in my opinion, is a good thing. Uh, you don't like when you have a franchise player like most of these guys are you don't really want them just like after their first contract uh going to a different team because like that that's your guy like Mike Trout if I I couldn't personally see Mike Trout playing for any other team uh same with Arenado like any of these guys so I think that the extensions are just showing how uh teams really want players to stay longer they don't want people flip-flopping and players want to stay on their teams longer so uh, I think it was. I think it's a good thing. Uh, I, I really do. So we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, I, I think it's a great thing too. But I do think it's definitely going to change baseball. You know, you obviously have all the guys arguing, saying they're not getting the money they want in free agency. So in my opinion, I think these guys are almost getting pushed to do extensions because they're worried that they're not going to get this money in a couple years. And you know, I'd be scared too. But I definitely think that these guys deserve the money that they get honestly some of these some of these I think they deserve more in my opinion but mm-hmm. we're about to go over them in a second but I do think it's cha- changing baseball I think the extension this extension type error is gonna it's going to continue because I think free agency is about to die down and I think the trade trademark is about to shoot up in the offseason you're gonna see a lot more trades than normal you're gonna see a lot more trades at the deadline because a lot of these guys are gonna be locked up and there's not gonna be a lot of guys to sign obviously in the offseason um, but let's go over each one individually real quick. Uh, first one, Jacob DuGrom, four years, $120.5 million with a fifth-year option. Uh, what do you think about that one? I love it. I mean, yeah, Jacob DuGrom's a stud. He's going to be a stud for the next few years. He's always pitched well. Last year it was his real big breakout year. And uh, judging by his first game this season, like it looks like he's just going to continue that trend. So I think that was a great deal for the Mets. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, he obviously just won the Cy Young. He pitched an absolute gem against the Nationals opening day. I mean, I was watching that game. Scherzer is obviously one of my favorite pitchers. So is DuGrom. I mean, what's not to like about that? I mean, you had the the winner of the Cy Young and then the guy that got second place. And then you also had the same thing with uh, 
Verlander and Blake Snell. Um, I'm not sure how that game turned out. Actually, wait, yeah, Snell actually didn't do that great. I think the Astros ended up winning. Um, but, you know, obviously both were really good. I enjoyed watching them. But, uh, yeah, I totally agree with this Mets thing. You know, I mean, they want to lock them up. I think Syndergaard's next. Um, I think they're going to make a big push here for the playoffs. You know, they definitely have the they have the lineup and they have the uh, prospects. You know, they got Pete Alonso that's obviously in the big leagues now, and he's been doing pretty good. I think he was, what, five, six for 11 or something like that? Yeah. And he was 0 for 3 opening day, so what is that? That's 6 for 9, basically. I mean, he's on tear right now. He hit a home run yesterday. Um, you know, I think it's really looking pretty good if you're a Mets fan. Uh, Kyle Hendricks, four years, $55 million. I think this is a steal. I think he kind of got a little underpaid. I would have said maybe that's 65 another $10 million. But, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good deal for the Cubs. I mean, they didn't really make that – any big moves this offseason, too, that we're used to. So what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I think Hendricks is a, he's a bit of a hit-or-miss uh, kind of pitcher. Like, if he doesn't overpower anyone, but, uh, you know, he's, he's really precise. And if he's not on one day for any reason, then it's going to be a rough day for the Cubs. So uh, you never know. I think that's a good deal. I think that they got – I think that's about as much as he deserves. Uh, but we'll see. Like, I think I think he'll uh, – Pitch good for a couple years, but I think he'll fall off a little bit towards the end of his contract, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I mean the reason why I like it, though, is just because he's not obviously a high-velocity guy. He's going to be in that 87, 88. Uh, he might touch 90. I don't really know a lot about him, but the reason I like about him is because you always see these guys that end up not throwing hard, and they have to reinvent themselves into hitting corners and being a control-type guy. Obviously, CeCe's most recent one. Felix Hernandez is trying to do that right now. Um, but I like that because, you know, he's already going to know how to pitch when he gets older because he's already a corners-type guy with a lot of movement. That's why I think the deal's worth it. Four years, I mean, it's not like it's a six-year deal. Four years, I think that's pretty reasonable. Um, so I like it. Justin Verlander, two years, $66 million. I don't know if he broke the annual average uh, annual average salary a year for a starting pitcher. I think he might have because I know it's Zach Greinke. I don't know the exact number, but obviously it's $33 million a year. I love it. This guy's worth every penny. This guy puts out his heart and soul every time he pitches. I mean, this guy's a fierce competitor. This guy's just lights out. I mean, every time he pitches, it just like flies out of his hand and it looks like a dot. I love watching him pitch. I got to see him up close this spring training, and I loved it. Um, you know, I'm really excited for him. The Astros got a steal. I mean, obviously, it's a lot of money, but I think it's really worth it, and I think they definitely could make a run again for a World Series. Yeah, and Verlander, like, he's, he's always going to throw really well. And uh, he, everyone started to think he was falling off when he was uh, towards the end of his career with the Tigers. And he got traded to the Astros, and he was on a team with an actual offense. And he started pitching really well again, and everyone thinks it's crazy. It's like, no, it's not that crazy. He's pitching the same way. He just has run support now. And so with the Astros lineup that they have, plus his, uh, his stuff, it's going to be dangerous. So I, that was a great deal for them. Yeah, for sure. Um... New guy on the Cardinals, Paul Goldschmidt, five years, 130. Uh, good deal for both sides, I think. You know, mm -hmm. Paul Goldschmidt's one of the most consistent hitters, in my opinion. You know, I always have him, you know, maybe not winning the MVP, but definitely in that top three voting because he usually always is up there, at least yeah. in the top five. I mean, this guy's consistent. This guy hits home runs, batting average, RBIs. I mean, what's not, like, what's not to like about this guy? Obviously, he likes where he is, obviously being traded to the Cardinals this past offseason. And... 
he obviously likes it because he signed an extension, agreed with the GM and everything. He's going to be there for another five years. So if you're a Cardinals fan, I'd be excited because you guys are getting a, definitely a, a really big caliber type hitter and a, a great uh, great guy for the clubhouse. Yep, and he's already hit like three home runs this year. Like he's, already, he's already just picked up his pace and he's doing well. And I think that uh, Cardinals fans are very happy with what they got there. Yeah, his second game as a Cardinal, three home runs in one game. Yeah. It was the first time anyone's ever done that. I mean, you know, the stats don't lie, man. This guy's a big deal. You know, it's a steal in my opinion. Um, Chris Sale, five years, 145. What do you think about that? Uh, Chris Sale's, you know, he's always going to be an ace. The biggest thing there is he just needs to stay healthy. Like last year he started having health issues with his back and uh, – his shoulders, so I think that once he can uh, really stay healthy and pitch uh, a full full seasons, then that money's definitely going to be worth it. That's the biggest issue, though, is uh, his health. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. He deserves all that money. He's definitely worth it. I obviously don't like him um, for ob obvious reasons. Uh, he definitely deserves it, though. If he wasn't going to get it at the Red Sox... <clears throat> If he wasn't going to get it with the Red Sox, he was definitely going to get it uh, somewhere else. You know, he deserves it. You know, this is really one of his – this is his big – this is his big deal. You know, he was always on that, li like, little tiny contract with the White Sox that's obviously ending. Um, I'm happy for him. Like you said, though, that does scare me. He always d ends up having arm problems during the end of the season to where he just kind of breaks down at the end. So I would just watch out for that in the next five years. But other than that, you're just going to get a guy that's going to compete for a Cy Young every year with – a whole lot of strikeouts for sure with that nasty slider and then throwing 100 from that three-quarter slot across his body. I mean, that's just gross. Yeah. Blake Snell uh, got his deal. You know, a couple weeks ago, he only got a $50,000 raise after winning the Cy Young, and everybody was like, whoa, this guy definitely deserves more, and I agreed with him. You know, obviously, if you win a Cy Young, I'm not saying this guy should make all of a sudden $10 million, but I think there definitely should have been maybe a like a $200,000 $200, increase in his uh, pay. Mm -hmm. He got five years, $50 million, definitely worth it. Uh, ten years, uh, $10 million a year. What do you think about it? Well, the thing with him, last year was his first really good year. Like Every year before that, uh, he hasn't really thrown a full season, and he's never had a winning record. And then last year, he just went off. So you really have, like, that's a big risk because you never know if he's going to continue throwing like he did last year or if last year was just a fluke and he's going to go back to being 6-8 and eight with 4 ERA. So you never know. Uh, I mean, hopefully he does continue to throw like he did last year or at least close to it. And uh, then if, if so, then that's a great deal. If not, then it's going to be a tough contract and a tough break for race fans. Yeah, kind of like an A.J. Burnett when he came over with the Yankees. He was this big guy. And then came over and just like, just did not that great. Obviously, mm -hmm. I mean they still won the World Series in 2009. You know, Freddie Garcia is the same type of deal. Cliff Lee obviously was not the greatest signing, um, but it is what it is. You know, uh, this deal, this is probably my favorite deal out of all of them. Alex Bregman, five years, a hundred million. Mm. I love this guy. I had the chance to meet him and talk to him during spring training this year. Uh, he came over and we were just talking. I mean, this guy's also one of the, not only one of the nicest guys in the world, he helps out his community, obviously. You always see it on YouTube and his Instagram page in uh, Houston. You know, I, I love everything about this guy. I mean, this guy's a competitor. This guy, 
this guy's going to give you a quality at bat every single time he's up to the plate, and I just love that about him. There's not a lot of guys like that in the major leagues anymore. Um, this guy is just someone that you definitely want in your locker room, and I, this guy's worth every penny. You know, I think this guy's going to be an absolute superstar in the next six years. He's going to he's going to be the next Bryce Harper. He's going to be the next Mike Trout. This guy definitely has the ceiling for it, and you know, I couldn't be happier for him. Congratulations. Yeah, even I don't remember who it was, but someone on the Astros, I'm pretty sure said uh, they expect him to win at least one, if not two, MVPs. Yeah, it was Jose Altuve. Altuve, yeah. He won, like, he's, he thinks he's going to win a couple MVPs in those five years, and I wouldn't disagree. He's he's such a young guy, but he's he's already super good, and uh, I think that he's just going to continue his pace and continue to be the player that he can. Yeah, for sure. Um, tell me if I'm pronouncing his name wrong, Eloy... Jimenez. Jimenez. That's right. Okay, six years, uh, $43 million. Biggest thing about this contract, obviously, he's he's never even worn a major league uniform, never yeah. stepped on a major league field, never had a major league at bat, not even defensively an inning, anything. Yeah. He's, and they're just giving him $43 million. And obviously, we've seen this not pan out, obviously, with the Red Sox. Uh, I don't recall his name. I'll find out in a second. But while I find that out, what do you think about the contract? I mean, it's incredibly risky. You know that. Like, the, how many free agents or how many uh, prospects are there that are super hyped up and then just never pan out? Like, that happens all the time. Uh, even the White Sox had uh, Jan Mankata, and he was very underwhelming last year. And so... Like, it's a big, it's a big risk, but you never know. Uh, hopefully, it does pan out because the White Sox do need some good luck at this point. But uh, yeah, you never know. Hopefully, hopefully it does, but it's it's really risky. You never know. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, he's definitely one of the big prospects that I do think that uh, can uh, be something one day. You know, it's just another guy. I can't find this guy's name right now. I'm trying to I'm kind of multitasking right now, but. Uh, Anyway, he was an outfielder for the Red Sox, was from Cuba or the Dominican Republic. They gave him, like, $80 million, and he just, like, never did anything. He get, he got up, played maybe a year, and just it got awful. But, uh, you know, obviously, I think it's a risk. You know, you don't know if this guy's going to get up and, like, crap himself and not know what the heck to do. You know, obviously, that's not likely, but it is likely at the same time. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, what from what I've seen, he obviously has the potential to be something, but... You know, honestly, I wouldn't give I, – if I was a GM, I'd never give someone like that, unless you're Vlad Jr., a contract like that. Um, uh, Xander Bogarts, 132 uh, for six years. He's making only $12 million this year only. Obviously, that's a lot. Um, so the contract starts next year. Um, had an extension yesterday. What do you think about it? I mean, I think it's a good good player to lock down for the Red Sox. Uh just a consistent shortstop that they got, and uh, I think I just think it's a good deal. Uh, yeah, he played a big role for them last year, and he'll continue to be a good uh, player this year. Oh yeah, I totally agree with you with that. Um, yeah, this guy's been the starting shortstop there. I mean, was he there for both World Series in 2013? He started so. when he was 20. I think so. Yeah, he's 26 now. I mean, he's really young. I definitely like the move. Um, you know, I think he was staying either way, in my opinion, even if, even if this extension didn't happen, I do think he was going to stay. Ruzne Castillo, that's his name. Ha <laughs> ha, I finally found it. 
Rizne Castillo is the guy from the Red Sox that just didn't make it, never panned out. He's 31 now. He's from Cuba, and his average salary is a year, $10.5 million. Yeah, that's who it was. So I finally found that out because that was kind of annoying me. But, uh, uh, yeah, for sure, Xander Bogarts is definitely going to do something uh, big in the near future. Obviously, they have the potential to win back-to-back -back again, and uh, I would not uh, doubt them at all. Yeah. So I've, that's probably that's really the last extension we're gonna talk about today. Um, I'm sure there's gonna be more definitely because obviously we keep seeing more. There's probably gonna be one during the season or even maybe one tomorrow. Never know. Um, who's the next guy you think that will get an, an extension? You want me to go? I already have mine. I'm a Yankee fan. You gotta lock up Judge now, okay? Yeah. You already locked up Sevy. You have to lock up Aaron Judge now before this man wants four hundred million dollars or something like that. Okay, this guy is the leader of the team. You got your judge's chamber in right field. I think he's going to deserve every penny. This guy's the face of the franchise. He's the next Derek Cheater. Name him captain already. I mean, this guy's the leader in the clubhouse. This man was mad about the second game of the year losing against the Orioles 3-1. to one. I mean, who, who doesn't like that? This man was arguing to the press. I love it. I love this guy. I mean... I, I want to, I want him to be locked up. I want this guy, maybe not a 10-year deal, because obviously he's a huge, he's one of those guys that's 6'7", and obviously their bodies just, like, don't really work out in the end when they're, like, 40 years old. So I would lock him up, 8-year extension right now, uh, 210. Nope, 240, actually, 30, year, 30 million a year. Lock him up right now. They definitely have the money for it. They have the payroll for it. They talk about this luxury tax every year. Go over it. Let's get him. What do you think? Who's the next guy? I think the next guy is going to be Mookie Betts. Ooh, he said no the other day, though, too. Yeah. You think more money will I talk? Think, yeah, I think so. I think he just likes Boston. I think he loves uh, that team. He's obviously been successful there. And, uh, you know, hopefully he uh, continues to play the way he has. And I think the Red Sox will uh, end up doing whatever it takes to get him back because he's a huge player for them and a big key to their success. Yeah, I think it is going to be a huge key to their um, success. But at the same time, I obviously kind of hope he leaves, but I'm hoping the Yankees might even take a look at him. I mean, he's a good player. I know he is. He's definitely one of the better He's definitely one of the better uh, hitters in the league, obviously. Just won an MVP. I mean, how funny would that be if the Yankees offer this man like a, maybe an extra $30 million, he becomes a Yankee and leaves the Sox? Oh, that would make my day. He really would. Um... So now that we're spring training's over, uh, opening day was last week, and the season has started. In your opinion, who has won the off season this year? Phillies. Agree. <laughs> they just signed every piece that they could possibly need to be competitive for years to come, uh, and it's already paying off well. Uh, everyone on their team is all star, all star potential. Like they, they definitely won the off season, in my opinion. Agree. You know, they got Harper. You know, they wanted either Harper or Machado in the beginning of the year. They said it. They said they were going to spend stupid money. You know, I was waiting for that to happen. They obviously got Harper. They signed McCutcheon, who's turning out right as of now. I mean, I know, I know it's only been four games or three games, but he's turning out. He's not choking in Philadelphia. This He's going off, and I like it. And, you know, I'm really happy for him because he's a great, great role model and a great player for everyone. Um, Segura. 
Yeah, Gene Segura they traded for. They got rid of J.P. Uh, JP Crawford. Obviously, they needed to fill that shortstop role for the past, like, two years now. It just wasn't getting done. They got what they needed. They got the best catcher in baseball in J.T. Romuto. They locked up Aaron Nola for another five years or four years, whatever it is. Um, you know, they're ready to compete. You know, two years ago, remember, they lost, like, 90 games. And, you know, I'm, they're going to win 90 games this year, if not more, in my opinion. Um and they may go out and get Dallas Keuchel, too. You know, he's still available, and they can even uh, boost that rotation a little bit even more. And that's the that's the next thing now. Where's Dallas Keuchel going, and is he going to play at all this year, you think? Uh, I bet he signs somewhere. I, he, every team seems to be needing pitchers. And uh, he he's definitely someone who's uh, he's very consistent. He's, not, he's most likely not going to put up his Cy Young numbers. He's, uh, he's kind of past that, but he's still going to be a good starter uh, mid-rotation for you. So I, I think uh, a team's going to wake up soon and realize they need him. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think if someone picks him up, it's definitely going to be the three spot or four spot. Um, if you're going to be on a contender, I don't think he's definitely not going to be the ace or the number two. Um, I definitely think that someone does need to pick this guy up. I mean, this is a former, obviously, Cy Young winner. This guy has the potential to do it again, obviously, because he's done it before. He's going to give you that mid-three ERA, but he's going to compete out there. You know, he's going to make soft contact and a lot of ground balls. You know, he's not going to give you a lot of fly balls, so you don't got to worry about home runs and stuff. You know, I think someone does need to pick him up, in my opinion. I think he either needs to go to the Phillies or the Braves. More the Braves than the Phillies, but, you know, I think if the Phillies want to boost up that rotation a little bit more, he's still out there and he's still available. Um, the Braves, on the other hand, though, I think they need another competitor. I think they need another veteran guy because they got Mike Fultonevich is out for a while now. They got to fill in that role, you know. I, it sucks that he's hurt, but you got to fill in that role if you want to keep competing. They just got swept by the Phillies for the opening series. Um, Craig Kimbrell, this is the more interesting one in my opinion. Uh, obviously an elite closer, uh, just was with the Red Sox. Obviously could still go back with the Red Sox, most likely unlikely. Um, do you think this man's going to throw a, a, a baseball this year? Am I, I don't think he is. I don't think he is, and I think it's a really bad move for him. Uh, he, uh, he asked for way too much money in the offseason. Yeah, $100 million, yeah, get out of here. For a closer who's nearing the end of his prime, like I wouldn't give him that, but he definitely, I think just taking the year off right now would just be a very bad idea. Yeah, I don't agree with it either. You know, I think that... He needs to get with it, and uh, I think he needs to sign somewhere. You know, they were talking about the Brewers. You know, even the Phillies could use him maybe, too. I don't, they don't have a closer right now. They could have used him. The Braves could have used him. Maybe a reunion there. I mean, there's a lot of places where he could have gone. You know, I, the Brewers obviously would be cool. It's a really cool place to probably play, and, you know, they're definitely going to compete this year and probably win the division again. Um, but, you know, I think it sucks for him because, you know, he was on this roll where, like, he – was on track to get 600 saves, and this is one of his prime years. And if he doesn't play, that's going to hurt him, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if it's a one-year deal, man, just take it. You know, I don't really think you have a choice right now unless you just miraculously get some six-year deal that you really wanted the whole time. Um, but obviously, best, go, best of luck goes out to him, and, uh, you know, hope he finds somewhere for him. Uh, quick rundown on a few predictions, AL MVP, NL MVP, obviously. I have Mike Trout. Uh, this man always is competing. Uh, he's been in the top three the past, what, 
what like every year he's played. Yeah. I think you know it's like ridiculous. You know I I think sometimes he gets a little. I think sometimes there's just a guy that has a little bit better of a season always. But I think he's so consistent that people are just used to him. Like oh he's in the MLP, M- MVP voting this year. Mm-hmm. You know I think he does walk away with it this year. You know with this contract I think he bl- I think this is not his best season, but definitely it's going to be one of his best seasons. And for NL, Yelich is going back to back, baby. You know he's. He's big time. I think he uh, he's obviously on a tear this season. You know, this is guy. This guy's one of the best hitters, if not the one of the best hitters in the league, in the AL and NL and all of baseball. What do you think? Um, yeah, I like both of those picks. Obviously, I picked Mike Trout uh, for AL. Uh, he's just always he's always in that running. He's always doing really well, and uh, I think that this year he just uh, he just takes it, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Goldschmidt is who I have for the NL, and uh, I mean, that one's just, it's a little bit more out there. I think Yelich is going to do well, but I don't think he's going to repeat. Uh, I think Goldschmidt's going to really like St. Louis and just uh, finish it off and uh, seal it this year. So, uh, Next, uh, predictions for Cy Young. I have in the AL, Mashihiro Tanaka. You know, I think this is just a ticking time bomb before he goes off. Um, I've really liked what I've seen, like especially in the postseason. This guy's been dominant in the postseason. He's really underrated, in my opinion. Um, and then for NL, I got Mad Max. Uh, he's gonna win it for a fourth time. You know, he's always in the running, and he's always a competitor, and he's gonna compete with that fire. And uh, I just love watching him pitch, and I think he's gonna dominate this year. And he already did opening day, even though he did get the loss. I just, I think he definitely has what it takes, and I think he's gonna walk away with one, another one this year. All right. Yeah. That's. Uh... I definitely agree with Scherzer. I think Scherzer's just—he's always dominant. He's always going to be in the top, top couple for Cy Young, and uh, so that one's a pretty easy uh, bet for me. And for the AL, I'm going to go a little bold. I'm going to say uh, Trevor Bauer. I think he's going to have a his breakout year this year. He started have had a breakout year last year, then just got hurt right after the All Star break. But until then, he was just dominating. And I think he's going to carry that into this year. So I think I think that's that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I like that pick. I'm a big Bauer fan, too. I like what he does. I like uh, his worth eth- uh, ethic and everything. Um, rookie of the year. Uh, my pick for rookie of the year right now in the AL, um, you know, I'm going pretty, like, plain, I know. But, you know, I've just always liked him. I've liked him when he was in the minors. He still isn't up in the big leagues yet, but my pick still is if he gets called up in June, it's Vlad Jr. He hasn't even played yet. I just think that he's just going to go off. And for NL, another plain guy, I'm just going with Fernando Tatis Jr., you know, I just like what I've seen from both of them. You know, I just think they ha- they will live up to the hype. And uh, those are my predictions. Who are your predictions for Rookie of the Year, Ross? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Vlad Jr., if he gets called up and just continues the tear that he's been on as of late, he'll definitely, uh, he'll definitely make a big impact and really compete for that uh, award. And for the NL, I have Pete Alonso on the Mets. Uh, you saw it a couple days ago. He hit a couple doubles, his first home run. Uh, yeah, he's he's special. He's He can swing it a little bit. So I, th- I think he's got a good shot. Yeah. Um, last award prediction, uh, Comeback Player of the Year. This award, it's a nice award to be given to if you do win it, I think. You know, it kind of shows your hard work that you did in the past offseason to get back where you were. Um, my pick I think it's going to be Byron Buxton. I mean, coming into spring training, this man gained like 20 pounds. He's ripped now, and he already kind of was. You know, I think he has something to prove of himself. He hasn't been this huge guy that everybody thought he was going to be. He was supposed to be this huge-time prospect. He was supposed to be this guy that was going to hit 30 home runs a year. 
um, this guy that's going to be a base hit, base hit, and he was supposed to be really a five-tool player. We've seen that defensively and running-wise, but I don't think we've seen the offensive really show, and I think we're going to see it this year. He had a pretty good spring. He has a great attitude in spring, I hear from reporters, and you know I think that this is going to be his year to show what he, uh, what he can do. Yeah, I uh, for the AL, uh, I don't even know if he's eligible, but I'll, I'm going to say Matt Harvey. Uh, if he's not eligible, I'm going to go with Miguel Cabrera. But uh, Matt Harvey, like he he did really well a couple years ago at the Mets. Uh, then he got hurt, and then couldn't stay healthy, and then just couldn't get the job done after that. And then last year, you saw a little bit better when he was with the Reds, and now he's with the Angels, and they have a really good hitting core. So I really think that that run support that they have is going to help him a lot. I think he's going to do really well this year. Yeah, and next, uh, predictions for standings for each uh, one. AL East, I have Yanks, and then I have the Red Sox in second place and the Rays. I have all of them going above 90 games. I think the Yankees are going to get back to 100. I think the Red Sox are going to get back to 100, and I think it's definitely going to be a nail-biter at the end with the Yankees' injuries and stuff. But I do think the Rays are going to get 95 wins. They got 94, I think, last year. I wouldn't be surprised if they either – they're definitely going to get 90, I think, but that's who I got. Yeah, I've got, uh, for the AL, I have uh, Yankees win the division uh, along with the Indians and uh, Houston. And wild cards, I have uh, Boston and uh, Angels. And, uh, yeah, and then the NL, uh, the person I have winning is Philly in the East. Central, I have Milwaukee. West, I have uh, the Dodgers. And the wild card game is going to be um, Mets and Braves. I like that. Yeah. And I ultimately, like I, I think the World Series is going to go down to Houston and Milwaukee, which not, definitely not a lot of people have that one in mind, but I really think that's gonna, how it's going to end up. And uh, I, I think Houston takes it, but Milwaukee, I think, is going to do something this year, and they're going to make it pretty far. Yeah, we're pretty similar, too. You know, honestly, a team that I really want to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to come up just short again is the Mariners. But same thing, though. I got the Indians in the Central. You know, their pitching is just going to get them through it, even with Lindor out for a while, and I saw he's going to be out even longer now. Um, in the West, I got the Astros, just like you. And then the East, I do have the Phillies, and I have the Mets and the Braves making the wild card, basically the same thing. I got – I go back and forth. I like the Brewers, but I like the Cardinals – just to switch it up, I'll say the Cardinals. Right. That way we have different little opinions. Okay. And the Dodgers I have in the West. Um, in the World Series, I think it's going to be maybe a Subway Series you might see again. Subway Series? Or a repeat of the 2009 Series, the Yanks and the Phils. Would not surprise me. You think the Yankees me. are still going to make the World Series, even though half their roster is on the injured list? What's today's date? Today's date... April 3rd? April 3rd. Yeah. World Series is in October. We got plenty of time to heal up, and we got plenty of time to win games. All right. Yeah, and just as we were filming this, it was reporting. I know we're done talking about extensions, but Ronald Acuna, $100 million, eight years. Uh, they locked him up. You know, I think he probably could have got more because, I mean, this is going past. This is like maybe the two, two or three years of him in free agency. So he's going to be like 31 or 32 when this deal is done. He's 21 now. Um but it has two club options with it, which I'm sure they'll probably pick up making him 31 years old when this is all said and done. Um, I like the move. You know, you got to lock up your young players. You know, I think Dansby Swanson's next. Uh, 
Ozzy Albies might be next, you know. I think a lot of them are next. They got a good young core that I think they need to keep together and keep building around like they already are. I like the moves that they're making. I like the moves the GM's making. They brought in Josh Donaldson this year. If Mike Fultonevich gets back to his form and he's healthy, you know, I think they're going to be dominant again. You know, I think they're going to unfortunately lose the division this year because a few bad injuries with the starting rotation in Fultonevich. And, you know, they don't, I don't really think they have a lockdown bullpen in my opinion. But, you know, I think Craig Kimbrell's still out there. Dallas Keuchel's still out there. You can still make these moves, man. And, you know, I think it's going to hurt them in the division, but I still think they'll make a playoff run when they got all their guys back. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think that they still have, uh, they still have moves to make. I think if they sign another starting pitcher, and I think if they can get Kimbrell back to the back to the Braves, that's going to help them out a lot. Uh, you know, he, he, was, he came up there and then he was traded, but I think uh, him coming back to the Braves is going to be, could be a huge move for them especially to just lock down that end of the game. You know, just someone like that you can just throw in and always uh, pretty much count on just winning the game for them. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, guys like Acuna, Albies, Swanson, like they're, they're guys, uh, they're the generation of the future, and they're all really good now, and they're just going to continue to get better for years to come. So it was a great move for them. Yeah, for sure. And last thing to talk about, uh, Wondering, did you see Bryce Harper's walk-up song for his first at bat as a Philly? You know, I think it was in spring training a little while ago, but I liked it so much that I kind of want to talk about it a little bit. Did you hear yeah. it at all? Fresh Prince of Bel Air, little Will Smith. You know, I, I think that's fresh. I think that's cool. <laughs> you know, you, number one, you gotta, you gotta be very brave to walk up your first at bat ever. And I mean, he did end up walking. And play that song. I mean, you're basically saying you're the king of Philadelphia now. I mean, he does this thing in right field where he goes up and then he bows down and does this little fist pump in the air. You know, I like it. Um, you know, he's getting the fans involved, and you know, I know the fans love him. You know, last night, depending on the day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> last night, though, I'm sure glad Scherzer got him. <laughs> you know, the national fans booed him. I was expecting that exactly. Uh, I was. I was totally hoping that would happen. I knew that would happen. You know, I did have a little doubt that they may have started cheering him for the first at bat and then booed him, but right away I just wanted them to boo him. He struck out twice, and I called it circle change up. He's going to swing and miss out. I told my friend Jimmy, but uh, what do you think about the walk-up song? I mean, it's bold, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but he's a bold guy, so, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, for sure. He's, gonna, he's definitely going to go on a tear this year. He hit a home run last night, too. He went three for five uh, yep. with two doubles later in the game. They ended up winning. Uh, Scherzer... Uh, gave up one run in five innings, nine Ks, dominant as usual. Yeah, good for him. Um, and uh, credit to my friend Low. Uh, uh, we got uh, Mike Trout obviously signed a huge deal. Um, and uh, we're going to leave you with this, maybe his new walk-up song. All right, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. At number one, that'll bring up Mike Trout. <laughs>